You're watching Meet the Movie Press, and coming up, we're going to be talking about Transformers 5, Carnage and Venom, a Watchmen TV series, Daniel Day-Lewis retiring, and Han Solo. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Oh my god, it's a big show today. I'm Jeff Snyder. I work for the Dragon Board. You can find me on Twitter at the Ian Snyder. With me as always. Simon Thompson. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at ShowbizSimon. Uh, there's also a Facebook page. This is Simon Thompson. And with us today, from the Dragon Board, our columnist, Neil Turrets. Welcome back. You'll remember him. Longtime viewers of the show. Guys, let's dive in. Let's not waste any time. Han Solo. Oh my god. Bombshell news on Tuesday. Phil Lord, Chris Miller being fired. 80% of the way through the movie. And then uh, yesterday morning, they, they officially brought on Ron Howard to direct this film. Simon, kick us off. Um, yeah, I mean, that's basically the story. Um, obviously, nobody really knew that Lord and Miller were going to be sort of leaving the project. That was something quite uh, quite came as a surprise. To them, too. Yeah, to them, too. I mean, pretty much where they're at with um, filming is mostly done. Um, it's on hiatus at the moment um, until Ron Howard takes over. What's going to happen now is he's basically going to go through everything they've shot, uh, going to look at what the edits are to date, and uh, in his own words, see what's missing um, and see what's there that he can use moving forward. So, I mean, how much of, of what uh, Lord and Miller have put into it um, is going to remain? We don't know. How much is going to be reshot? Um, we don't know. Uh, how the tone is going to change? We don't know. Um, but clearly the direction that the film was going in um, to date, which it seems a late stage for that to come out, um, you know, is not really what the people at Lucasfilm and uh, and everybody else involved was really looking for. But you would have thought that that perhaps would have been picked up at an earlier stage in the production than at a point where they're almost finishing shooting the film. It doesn't make any sense. Nothing about this makes any sense to me. Why they hired the guys in the first place? Mm-hmm. Why they would make the move at this point in the in the uh, the process? Why it, they went with Ron Howard instead of Lawrence Kasdan? To finish the film, Lawrence Kasdan's not legally allowed to do it. Oh, is that what it is? According to DGA rules, yeah, you can't because he's you, a writer because, on the film. No, 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 not because he's a writer, because he's a producer. Oh, all right, yes. well, there, all right, then That's there you the go. Difference. That, that, that was the thing that was confusing to me. Yeah. But the rest of it doesn't make any sense. I mean, my column today, as we, you and I have talked about, is about the director problem that Lucasfilm clearly has. It started with, I mean, that, well, I mean, more recently, the, the whole the Rogue One thing with Gareth Edwards and Tony Gilroy. You have this. Which was a bigger thing than it was made out to be. Right. And Gareth Edwards played, was a good sport about it when he came in afterwards and said, oh, it was all, you know. But, I mean, there's no way they didn't shunt him aside. And Tony Gilroy reshot half that movie. And Gareth Edwards, because it worked out, so everybody was happy. But I'm saying that my understanding is that they went to Gareth Edwards and he said, sure, that's fine. And, these, and Right. And he was Lord, a good sport about and it. And Lord, Lord Miller, Miller said, they, they wouldn't it. kowtow. They exactly. said, screw and then uh, Simon do you think that Lucasfilm has a director problem I don't know if they have a director problem they might have a problem with making sure that they have the right people to do it um, I think if you ta- if that's if, the problem yeah but the, the thing is if you have a project that you know is going to be something which is going to be lighter in tone and you hire people who are going to make it lighter in tone to then go completely the other way and put someone like Ron Howard who hasn't done something lighter in tone for quite a while not well. Not well, certainly. I mean, the last yeah. thing was that terrible comedy he did with Vince Vaughn. Yeah. I mean, he, he has done some great lighter stuff. I mean, look at Cocoon, look at Splash. That is in his resume. He tends to do drama now. And this is going to be, I think, a very different film to what we would have seen from Lord and Miller. It seems to be a, it seemed a very odd choice. And also... 
the calibre of director. I mean, Ron Howard is someone with 30-plus years' experience in Hollywood. Lord Miller don't. It just seems to be... It's literally chalk and cheese. It's uh, It's the opposite. It's the opposite. And it's kind of like at some point in a project, how would you not know that something was was apples if what you wanted was pears? It just seems like a a very drastic decision, a drastic turn. I mean, it's either... It's either done for a specific reason or, or the whole thing has gone horribly fucking wrong. It, it, is Kathy Kennedy out of control, so to speak? Like, you know, there were a lot of pieces sort of questioning whether Lucasfilm could use a leadership change. I don't think that's going to happen as long as these movies are making a billion dollars. Like, they're doing well. That's why they hired Kathy money Kennedy talks. to make money, and her movies have been making money. I saw a lot of uh, things being, you know, uh, the pieces about Kathy Kennedy were call- being called misogynist, and like, is this gender-driven, that kind of stuff. Guys, when you, she's on the hot seat. And don't tell me that Tom Rothman and Kevin Sujahara don't get the exact same articles written about them, okay? I sometimes write them. Exactly. I'm just saying, like, it's like you can't go after a woman anymore because because she's a woman. She is the boss, and she, like, the buck stops with her, and we have to be able to question her decisions. I don't care if she, what whether she's a man or a woman, whether the, the, the person in the leadership position is a man or a woman. If, are they doing a good job or right. not? But yeah. half the articles that I read this week were like it basically her her femininity played a big part in it, and I don't know why. Well, that's bullshit. I mean, I, because you know, because everything the internet wants to do is wants to attach that you know gender narrative or race narrative. Well, or look, whatever. you remember though, I was here a couple times ago, and I think it was one of the guys uh, who reviewed XX X uh, the the horror movie. That yeah, yeah, XX, right. And and one of the guys gave it a lousy review out of Sundance. That's right. And got all kinds of shit for it because he was right. called misogynistic, and I said. Well, that's ridiculous. If you don't like your XX album, you isn't like a good movie. movie. You, if exactly. you're not allowed to, you should be allowed to not like a movie regardless of who directed it. And this is one of those things where, look, as I mentioned in the column today, what's clear to me at we, this we point... We get that you wrote a column, Neil. We get that you wrote a column about Star Wars. And just trying to plug our website, Jeff. Okay, okay. Uh, I will say that it's clear to me that the only vision that matters at this particular moment in time for Lucasfilm is Kathleen Kennedy's. Right, exactly. And whether so if you liked... If you liked Force Awakens, if you liked Rogue One, you're going to love Last Jedi, and they're going to make you like Han Solo. I think Last Jedi will be much better than those. I mean, Simon, I would hope so. Are you sort of middle of the road on Force Awakens and and Rogue One? Where do you stand on those two movies? I I enjoyed Force Awakens, but it's because I love A New Hope, and that's basically A New Hope. Mm Mm-hmm. A poor, so, ver- I mean, a poor version yeah. of it. Poor carbon like, um, I, I, But, I mean, Rogue One, I was very surprised by it. I was not expecting it to be particularly good. Um, it's difficult when you're making an in-between movie, which is basically not having a lot of the characters that you already know and you're coming in this late to a, to a series. It, it can be a very risky thing. I think it paid off very well. Um, again, that was an interesting choice for director, an interesting choice for cast. But this, I thought, would have been a very interesting take in the Star Wars... Risky take in the Star Wars universe, but also interesting because it was going to take it something slightly lighter something more comedic my concern was the fact that it might be too comedic it might not sit right because as we know from star wars previously with phantom menace if you try to inject too much levity in it you get jar jar binks and nobody likes jar jar binks so it's apart from jar jar binks and the guy who cashed in the check for voicing jar jar binks um 
but, but uh, yes, yeah, so I think the concern, but again, going back to my point, is like if you hire people to do something, write a script and direct a film with a certain tone, with a certain cast that's going in a certain way, to then do such a U-turn, I don't think it has anything to do with the point of Kathleen um, being a woman. I don't think so. It does concern me, though, that if there were concerns from anybody this far up in, in the production um, sort of you know ladder, that it wasn't expressed sooner, because you would know after you right. saw the first set of rushes, the first right. month of shooting, the <laughs> exactly. re- Rewrites on the script, the fact if you are having to do rewrites, if you are having to basically refocus the tone, to do this since it's been shooting for five, five, six months and you're almost wrapped on a big budget movie, if you make a mistake, these mistakes are a lot more expensive and they're more difficult to correct. You can't rip off a Band-Aid, you've got to put a plaster cast on it. The, the problems must have been pretty huge for Kathy to have made a move like this at this yeah. point. You would like to think, like, why didn't the producer, you know, normally directors get fired a week into shooting as the dailies come in, or as you said, maybe a month into shooting. Mm. It is very, very unusual that it happened this far along. Uh, I, I personally never understood, like, I got what The Force Awakens, the purpose of that film was supposed to be, and I got the purpose of Rogue One from a storytelling perspective. I don't have my head wrapped around what this Han Solo movie is. I actually is. was just about to say, I never understood why they decided to make this movie, because part of the, the, the charm of Harrison Ford's Han Solo is the mystery behind the character. And I never needed to see an origin story of this guy. Who cares? The fact is there are so many other more interesting stories to tell if you want to do that. And the idea of telling a Han Solo origin story to me was always, huh? I just didn't get it. It sounds like there's a fundamental disagreement of of like the takes on the character too. Like in the coverage that we read, uh, I imagine we all read the same sort of trade reports, right? The sarcasm. It's it's all the, these anonymous thing, quotes yeah. about how they yeah they didn't really understand Han Solo on a fundamental level. But then how did they get this job? That's the thing. My thing is again, it keeps coming back to this fundamental question: Who did she think she was hiring? Yeah, with these guys. Who did she think she was hiring? And Kasson really done. backed them, from what I understand. Like, at he was first, really supportive. At first, but that went sour really quickly, apparently. And I guess they just, you know, as we read, they didn't like sticking to the script that the Kasdans had wrote, Lawrence with his son John, uh, and they just like to improvise. They gave the actors that room, and, uh, you know, Kathy's like, what the hell are we doing here? Uh, there's always the possibility that when you hire people for a project like this, if you are so confident that they are going to be the right people for the job, that you don't necessarily check their work on a regular basis, and then you very quickly find yourself down. I mean, obviously... They, I disagree they, with that. I think that Kathleen Kennedy is so hands-on and so micromanaging that she was watching all, the, all along the, the way, which, is, which, again, makes us wonder why she waited until now to make the move. Like, Ryan Johnson came out and said he's had total creative control. I think that's because he played the game as better than... We know, haven't heard any di- anything about any discord with Ryan Johnson. Right, but there's there no was pl- that, There was plenty of discord with J.J. Abrams. Yes, like, there was. Maybe not, maybe not on a creative level as mm. far as what people wanted that movie to be, but... He didn't like. He wanted to come back and produce eight and nine, and, she, and said, she wouldn't let. She him. said, no, "Yeah, no she way." Said you're out. But with Ryan Johnson, there's no so. way he didn't clear everything he was going to do with her before going in. And once that was set, because he clearly is of the same mindset, so he's saying he's getting clear. He's getting creative control because his idea lines up with hers. Simon, what were you going to say? I think what you can certainly take away from this as well is the fact that we now know pretty much for sure that we are not going to see a levity filled entry into the Star Wars universe because clearly this has been a very expensive attempt that has gone nowhere and it's clearly everybody you know in the Lucasfilm and, and Disney is just going like this is not the direction that we want to take it in. So before we transition to, to our next item like what where do you guys stand on the Ron Howard of it all? Are you thumbs up thumbs down? Is he the, is he the right guy? Do you understand why he was hired? 
on 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 his oh, resume, yes, I do. Like we but, all grew because, up loving Ron Howard. Yeah. I assume he was great. But look, making until, great movies uh, in the nineties. But audiences yeah. are not loving his work right now. Yeah, he's Let's lost. Look he's at lost his, his fastball. fastball yeah. yeah, all his best work is in the rearview mirror. Um, yeah, I, I think that look, he is a serviceable guy who will come in and do what Kathleen does Kennedy it the wants old him to school do. way. He will come is, in and shoot yeah. the script, and he'll give her what she wants. And in the editing room, it'll all cut together, and it'll be fine. I just the whole thing it just feels it doesn't feel right to me. Um, it's just from as I said, one extreme to the other. Um, people are asking, you know, will um, Lord and Miller still receive directing credits? I mean, really. That's up to the DGA. See, That's I, up to the DGA. I, I, I th- right. The DGA is part and parcel. They, there's no arbitration here or whatever. They just yeah. decide. Listen, at the end of the day, what are, how, when I ask you, when we go see Han Solo, Simon, who directed this movie, we're going to say Lord and Miller and Ron Howard. Mm. And that's why both of them are probably going to end up getting the credit. Probably. Uh, I, I, just, I don't see them just getting rid of all of Lord Miller's contributions. They cast the movie, too. They, and they can't get rid of it unless they reshoot the entire movie. They right. shot four-fifths of the movie. Right. So even with reshoots, figure that cuts it down to half. They've shot half the movie. Right, and you know Howard's going to go back and fix some stuff, too. So he's shooting the, the last 20% and then fixing God knows how much of the rest. So remember also, I think that they'll the, share it. The, but also, also, why do we care about the credits? Who cares? The yeah. re- reveal, remember also that Rogue One was doing this up until a couple months before the movie came out. Right. This is still not out, coming out for a year. Mm. So there's a lot of time to fix and, this And stuff. so, Simon and Neil, do you guys think that they will hit the release date? In May, or yes, will, or will absolutely. It, or will yeah, it push I think that's, that's too, no, that's too 100%. much in stone. I think they're going to have to. Hundred percent. That's I, why they made the move now a year out. I think also if you don't now, you just add fuel to the fire, right? You know, if you extend it by an extra six months, it's you just gonna you know you, you, the knives are going to be out for it anyway now, and I think if you then delay it by six months, you it just is not going to be a good thing. I think that's the other reason they brought in Howard because Ron Howard shoots makes, works quick. How do you think the actors feel? Like you know, they were all they all signed up to be in a Lord Miller and work uh, Lord Miller movie and work with those guys. I'm surprised we haven't heard anything from any of them. I'm surprised we haven't heard even an anonymous, even anonymous probably being sequestered. Been, it also London. depends on how deep they want to go with with relooking at this. I mean, do you take characters out? Do you change characters? What do you do? Do you do complete rewrites? Do you add new characters in? How much of the dynamic of the story and the direction do you change? It's kind of like. You know, I mean, it's it's all back on the table. You know, you've disassembled a Lego model now, and you're trying to put it back together again. <laughs> Lego, you know, yeah, nice reference. You, that's what they've done, and it's kind <laughs> of like you know, it's it's everything is up for change now. Nothing necessarily has to remain the same. If they wanted to do a complete, obviously they won't. But if they wanted to do a complete recast, they could do. Zeno um, Ar is asking, um, do you guys think filmmakers will think twice about Lucasfilm? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think absolutely, hundred percent. It's here's what it comes down to. Is do a, does a young filmmaker take the opportunity to shoot a Star Wars movie knowing that they're going to be playing with somebody else's toys but being told exactly how they're allowed and not allowed to play with those toys? Right. It's like what Anya wrote where there's, there's rules in the sandbox and you right. have to play by them. Right. And the question is, do you take the opportunity and say, I'm going to give up two years of my career to do this and maybe that will allow me to make other movies of my own or do you say screw this I'm going to stick with my if own if you're a thing. big enough Star Wars fanboy you're going to take this job Probably. anyways and, mm-hmm. and just try to you know, do, and play do by it the, the best you can And but if now you know going in I don't, you won't see this Lord Miller thing happen again um, shall we move on or is there anything else left no, to touch on for Star Wars alright Simon what's next on your list uh, let's talk about the announcement of, of Daniel Day-Lewis this week retiring from oh acting. my god have mercy yeah um that came as another surprise this week. I mean, it was, there was... Was a it, Shocker, though? yes. Was it? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. 
of all the if I had given you a list of uh, if you I've asked you to write a list of five people that you think retire from acting this year do you think Daniel Day-Lewis would have been on there well, I'm notoriously bad at making lists like that, but if you had given me a list of actors and you said pick one or two of them who you think might all of a sudden out of nowhere retire, mm. I would have said Daniel Day-Lewis. Because he's mercurial, he works so infrequently, he is psychotic. All of these things. He's amazing. That's why I was surprised he'd retire, because he does work so infrequently. We yeah. only come to expect a movie from the guy once every, one every, once every five years. He's so the only resting he actor out. that voluntarily rests. He, he yeah, and out. we're all fine with that. He comes, he comes out every three or four years for a movie, he wins an Oscar, and he goes away for a while. Right. So I don't know why he wouldn't continue that. Maybe, you know, maybe he's just sick of showbiz, well, or, the question or is, sees is the this, writing on the wall. Is this a Kevin Smith, uh, Steven Soderbergh retirement, where he just says, I'm done, I don't have any more stories to tell? That's what people were, are speculating, but I don't know, there, there was a, a ring of mood? finality. There was a ring of finality to that announcement. I don't know that you make such a strongly worded you know, statement through a publicist. Um, and it was, uh, my favorite part of it was, this is the last comment any of us will make on the matter. <laughs> it was right. shutting it down preemptively. Simon. That's it, don't ask, we're done. Do you think this is for good? No. Okay. No, I don't think it is. I think he'll probably rest for five or ten years. Uh, I expect he'll either come back um, behind the camera or on stage, and then right. I think he'll come back and do film. That is, uh, that was interesting that they said he's he's done as a working actor, but yeah, he could totally you know write or direct a movie or something. I would thoroughly expect that. In and the next Simon has the years. inside track on Daniel Day Lewis because they have the European connection. Uh, yes. What What was your We're related? Fa- what is your favorite Daniel Day Lewis performance or movie or whatever? Like both you guys. Do you know, I actually, I had to think about, I still love my left foot. I still really I like, like your my right. left foot. I like your right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I just think that movie, I mean, I've seen that many, many times over the years. Um, and it just continues to impress me in ways that as great as his roles in, say, you know, New York um, and um, Blood did there were superb performances. It's my left foot that still continues to dazzle me, not just impress me. Honestly, I like. I never. I've never not liked him in a movie. I like him a lot in a Room with a View, uh, but yeah. and that little that supporting role. But one of the things that I always liked the most was his uh, Oscar acceptance speech for Lincoln. When I I never realized how funny he was mm-hmm. when he got up and said that talked about the that he and Meryl Streep were originally up for each other's roles and yeah. in, in, in the movies that they won they won for. It was like. Wow, I, he so made me laugh. That sounds like something an awards consultant wrote for him. But whatever, it was still like he delivered the line. He had comic comedic timing. I would have loved to have seen him make a comedy at some point. I, Interestingly, I, I liked him in Age of Innocence. Which maybe that's why he's actually retired. He's actually going to do an Adam Sandler and come back as playing be himself. Netflix, yeah. Daniel Day Lewis, <laughs> Danielle Day Lewis, you know, <laughs> film with, uh, with, with Kevin Hart and everybody. Oh, Last of the Mohicans. That's my favorite one of his movies. Oh, really? I love Bill the Bill the Butcher. He's that is just a great character. There's a movie that actually a lot of people. Have forgotten about called Stars and Bars from the 80s I'm just looking through his his resume on IMDB um, which is how he'd always want it to be seen Um, (laughs) and Stars and Bars was a great movie from the 80s before he was a major star Um, I don't know if he's even available on um, on DVD but it's it's worth checking it's about an Englishman in New York basically Um, it's 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 brilliant it's uh, I haven't seen that in probably 15 years but just seeing it on his resume, I'm like, actually, that's a film that a lot of people forget. And then his early work, like, you know, My Beautiful Laundrette and stuff right. like that, you know, are, are just really, really good. Um, 
But well, yeah. we are certainly going to uh, miss Daniel Day-Lewis. He's obviously he's not dead. He's no. just not acting anymore. But we will see one more movie, Paul Thomas Anderson's Phantom Thread, which is a cool title. I don't think I was aware of that title before all this stuff went down. Mm-hmm. And that comes out on Christmas, and uh, and he will be doing interviews and promoting it, and I'm sure it'll be in the Oscar race. Yeah, he did actually say that they were, he would promote the, the movie, which yeah. he didn't. Which he, does he normally do? Did he promote Lincoln at all? Limited press for uh, that. Yeah, I mean, a it's bit? The, yeah. the normal people. Yeah. Uh, okay, should we talk about Spider-Man? Yeah, let's talk about that. There's a couple oh, of Spider-Man bunch things. A bunch of things going on in the Spider-Man universe. THR had a really good uh, piece that basically said that Carnage is going mm-hmm. to be the villain in the Venom movie, that we are going to see uh, Craven the Hunter and Mysterio pop up, but not in the, Ven- the Venom movie. They, were, they would sort of get their own movie or pop up in some other corner of the, the universe. Well, what else did I miss in, in that story? I'm confused Simon. about something. As Venom is a villain... So there's a villain in a villain movie? It sounds like that. You're I the guess. Venom experts. <laughs> I am no Venom I'm expert. I'm looking at you for um, But, I, I mean, I, I always assumed that it was... I mean, if you... I mean, people don't often say this. If you look at Spider-Man 3, um, in that... <laughs> Let's not. The Venom is it's someone who becomes bad, becomes the villain. So it depends on if they want to go back and do the story of someone who becomes bad becomes venom then you can have a second villain in there because you've got a spe- you're effectively starting off with a with a good guy or a neutral guy and then you've got a, a villain i i, I mean okay. i don't know what well, the story sounds like i, I, right. I don't know if venom would be sort of pitted with carnage or against him and so you know uh, he's sort of an anti-hero in a sense and then maybe by the end of the film he, yeah. he takes a turn for the for the evil i don't know but I mean, I mean, I, Lin Manuel Miranda. We talked about this on the show a couple of months ago. Um, had said that he wanted to play Carnage. That's his, really? his favorite. Yeah, yeah. He, Jesus. He, when he was doing the Moana press tour, he, he said that he wanted to do it. I think that now we know that Tom Hardy's going to be Venom. You can't pitch Lin Manuel Miranda opposite him. That would be like it. Just wouldn't. It would look a bit weird because Lin is quite small. I had Tom I, Hardy's built like a brick shit house. I had heard that the prototype for Carnage mm. was going to be uh, Damian Lewis. That would work. Damian Lewis. Yeah, two Brits. Um, well, fellow redhead, I'm fine with that. And he, he's been killing it on Billions. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, second season of Billions was. No, I'm not saying that that they want him. I'm just saying they want a guy like him. Yeah, that's sort of uh, the casting model. I am available, casting people. <laughs> if you want a redhead, right here, babe. Did you guys grow up reading these Spider-Man comics? Like, yes. I, I've been hearing about Craven the Hunter and Mysterio for years. I don't, I don't know these characters. Yes, I read them. Are you excited to see them on the big screen? Not especially Craven. Yes. Craven, yes. Mysterio was always... I never quite got Mysterio. He's got a goldfish bowl on his head. But Craven is a fascinating character. And are you looking forward to Silver and Black? No. No, I don't get that either. I I literally know nothing. But you know what it is, right? Silver, Silver, and Black, and black, black, uh, Black Cat. Yeah, it'll be uh, very. I'm, I'm but as I've often found, it's it's a lot of the characters that I'm not overly familiar with or familiar with at all that I've actually enjoyed the most. It's not even second tier characters. These are fourth and fifth tier yeah. characters. It's kind of curious why they're doing that. It's just because to me, I mean, they're, it's it's a cynical kind of let's mine the spider Spider Man world for as right. many of these well, films. You, as we they can have get. to. Sony Sony needs to mine right. their franchise IP and whatever, right. but. I think we're going to learn or we're going to test uh, with these Sony movies outside of this new Spider-Man film. Is it is it Marvel Studios? Is that the magic sort of secret ingredient? Um, because they're not. I don't think that they're involved in the Silver and Black. I don't. Doesn't think, they don't seem to be? Yeah. So 
you know, basically, will is is Marvel the only company that will be able to launch movies with fourth or fifth tier characters like you know Ant Man, Doctor Strange? Well, we're going to find out their fourth or fifth tier, but second gonna, and third. We're going to find out from DC soon enough too, because they have a whole shitload of movies lined up with yeah, a lot a of lower of tier what? characters who are not mainstream, like you know the Gotham City Sirens, for yeah. instance. Um, I mean, Marvel are already doing that on TV a lot, right? You know, yes, but that's TV. That's yeah. Netflix. You know, and even the ABC show uh, Inhumans, Agents of Shield. But, oh yeah, you know, to, to me, which is, Inhumans is a spinoff of Lu- Shield. Yeah. Luke Cage and Daredevil are better than most Marvel movies. I totally agree with you. Do you like the TV shows more than the movies? I, I mean, I, I haven't dipped my toe completely into them. To be honest with you, I've Ooh. seen some of Luke Cage. Um, but Daredevil's I great. The Jessica Jones series. is terrific. Yeah, Jessica Jones is dynamite. It. Uh, and then in another corner of the Spider-Man universe, I broke the news that Mahershala Ali mm. and Brian Tyree Henry are going to join the animated Spider-Man movie. Uh, I'm told that they're going to be playing the Davis brothers. Uh, so the, so Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta would be playing Miles uh, Morales' father, and Mahershala would play his uncle, who is involved in some shady dealings. Mm. I don't know that there's a way I could care less about the animated Spider-Man movie. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. But that's a, that's a Lord Miller Miles. project, right? It is a Lord yeah. Miller project. Do you think Lord Miller going to end up with the Flash? I think they're going to go back to that because they started so, that thing at okay. DC. So they had they had conversations with DC about that's, it. Well, they, saw, they wrote the initial outline, yeah. right? And then I they saw went that off story on, on the wrap. Um, I don't know. It sounded like it was just a meeting during a hiatus. I don't know if they end up coming back to that. I'd be surprised. I think Warner Brothers is already already a little bit down the road with Zemeckis. I think that they want you know. Wanted... I don't see that happening. You don't see that happening. I don't think Zemeckis directs the Flash. I just don't see it. Yeah, could well, be wrong. It's happened before. I don't know. We'll see. There is no director yet. Um, I guess Lord and Miller are now back in the mix. But I would be surprised if they if they did it. You know what I'd love to see them do, and then we can go back to what we're talking about. I would love to see them do something original because everything they've done so far is a licensed IP. And I would love to see them do something original from the two of them. Because they're really talented guys. I like their work. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Simon, uh, what, what should we go to next? Um, Jura- we haven't got a teaser trailer or anything for it yet. But uh, Jurassic World got its... Jurassic World 2 got its official title this oh, week. Oh, boy. It came out. Um, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is what <laughs> it's being called. Um, and the tag is Life Has Found A Way. Obviously, life will found a way. We know that from Jeff Goldblum's character. We know that his character returns. We don't know exactly what he's going to do in this one, but we know that he's back for this sequel. Um, I'm not. I'm not loving um, the title, to be honest with you. I did like your tweet about the T Rex with the extra tooth. That was very funny. <laughs> I, I, I was going to do another one where it just said, "Life has found a way to hopefully make a better poster next time." <laughs> <laughs> like, how many fucking posters can we see the goddamn dinosaur logo? Uh, and, and this one had that little. Actually, I, I get that point, but it's actually one of my favorite movie logos of all time. It's an amazing, a, a it's an amazing yeah. logo, but it's like I don't know, mix it up a little. Like this one had little flecks of like fl- like sparks of fire on it. Mm-hmm. It was like, what is that supposed to represent? Is that supposed to be any That's different? The kingdom that has fallen right. is burning. <laughs> I have never been a Jurassic Park, Jurassic World fan. I've seen all the movies, and I kind of every single one, I kind of. Shrug and go. Every single eh. one, not the not the the first one too. All first one's a classic. First one, cl- classic. Yes. Come on, Simon. Well, the first Jurassic. I knew you need a ruling on this. First a Jurassic classic. Yes. Yeah, a, a classic. classic. Oh, yeah. you guys. A are classic. Idiots. Yes. I don't even know. I, I'm going to leaving. Uh, Fallen Kingdom. It brings to mind Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> like Spielberg loves these fucking kingdoms. Um, and 
Yeah, I just I'm fine. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I just. I mean, I'm. I'm guessing. I mean, I don't know the plot of the movie. I'm going to guess that at some point, it's obviously on the island, and I think because they've been filming in London as well, I think. The dinosaurs will be off Get the island. Out, yeah. I think we'll see dinosaurs in a city. Another city, like it's like the no, it didn't work last this? time. But I'm just it thinking that, for that babe. it did work for Babe Pig in the City. In the city. <laughs> um, Jurassic World, the dinosaurs babe in, in the, the city. city. Yeah. I like that. That's a movie um, we'll I would see if watch. That was an Sarah Jessica Parker <laughs> will sign up see. for that. Dinosaurs <laughs> in the City, dear diary. Um, I ate a man today. Uh, yeah, I'm. I, I'm assuming that is the kingdom that's going to fall. <laughs> I mean, they've been shooting stuff in museums, I believe, as well. So maybe, maybe the that's yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Lot, lots we don't of know. Fun stuff to speculate over regarding Jurassic. We World do Fallen know though. Kingdom. It leaked online today a picture from the set in Hawaii. The one of the original Jurassic Park vehicles, number four, appears in the movie. I wasn't going to go see the Jurassic World sequel, and now I am. Because that of car that. is in there. Yeah. Because of that vehicle, I just bring those little tidbits. I just love that this is the news that that, that people uh, bother writing. Um, okay, let's see where else to go. Watchmen TV series. Yeah. Boom. Is this a good idea? This no. Seems like a bad idea. It's a terrible, terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. Simon. Terrible idea. I didn't. I didn't hate um, the movie. I mean, I, I, I like the movie. Yeah, the movie's I good. It. It's not a great movie. It's, like it's a it. good movie. Yep. Um, I think with TV, we're not going to get a sequel to that film. And I think there's more to be told in these stories. So I think TV works better for it. And I think if it's going to be on a channel, I don't know what we don't know where it's going to land yet. I That's believe HBO. It's, 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 it's HBO. HBO. Oh, HBO. Yeah, then you can do a lot of good stuff with it. Yeah. It's Damon, Damon Lindelof. Does yeah. that make you nervous? Is that like a good thing? I didn't watch The Leftovers. People say the it's leftovers, brilliant. The Leftovers is great. Yeah. The, people... sec- the, the, the seasons two and three, especially of Leftovers, right. are amazing. And it is one of the greatest final episodes of any show I've ever so seen. So then you must be delighted by this news that he's taking. No? Like, no. Why? Well, Lindelof is very hit or miss for me. You know, I mean, but the I think the last guy. I, eh, I mean, yes, but was disappointed. Did you watch Lost? No, no. Well, I watched some of the first season, then I got bored. Oh, but I no, I liked Lost. I liked Lost a lot, but I had it was, I was left with a lot of issues with Lost. But here's the thing: is that I, my issue is not with Lindelof as much as it is with Watchmen. I feel like the story has been told. We don't need to keep dipping back into it. It's the same thing with the comics. It's incredibly cynical. Like, they keep doing these offshoots of the various characters, and I just, it's not interesting to me. Are they going to tell the story that's in the graphic novel, or are they trying to come up with a new adventure to take the Watchmen on, know. and it's just like, we love these characters? If I, it's retelling the, the book, then it's like, we've already seen it. I mean, why do we need to tell the story? You guys it know just me. just was a few years ago. I'm not a big comic book guy. Watchmen is the greatest graphic novel I've ever read. I think it's an absolute, a true masterpiece. It's the greatest, most, it's one of the, uh, you know, it's one of the greatest ever. I, I'm down for this. I think, um, that's I would love to see them bring back the cast. I was about to say that. I if really they do like it, that do cast. It, yeah, get that cast. And they're all gettable. Yeah. You know, that's like who sure. who could they not get? From- Jeffrey Jeffrey Dean Morgan's at some point gonna leave The Walking Dead because you know yeah. I'm over Negan well, now. It's no no well one done, no but- one lasts long on that show. No, so I think he'll, all he'll those come guys available. are very available, uh, and and I thought they were really good. And someone in the chat room is saying, I hope Snyder gets to help produce. So I think uh, Zack Snyder, Snyder is in the chat room this morning. <laughs> um, let's talk about Hack Snyder. Uh, while we're talking about um. 
franchises and stuff like that. Yeah. There is another a, a rumor that there's another attempt um, on the cards to make a kid-friendly Fantastic Four reboot. Oh, I saw that rumor. I mean, I don't, I don't know, know I don't exactly where that. it's come from, and I don't know how serious it is. I mean, I know Fox are looking at franchises. That's what? a big. They're really seriously concentrating you know, on having is, their own sets of franchises. You right know now. the Fantastic Four movie that I'm excited is coming out? What's Incredibles that? two. Because yeah. that is the the Incredibles is the is the Fantastic Four movie Fantastic is the Fantastic Four movie that 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 they should have been made a long time Fantastic ago. Fantastic Foursome is not a family movie. <laughs> don't don't. <laughs> I think Google I caught that, that one on, on on the internet. Um, so, but the Incredibles is the ultimate Fantastic Four movie, and in my opinion, the single greatest superhero ble- movie ever made. Bleeding cool. That's insane, Neil. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That is insane. Uh, Bleeding Cool broke this this Fantastic Four story, and Neil, and Simon, uh, uh, forgive me if I was wrong about this. It would be about Sue's Sue and Reed's kids, but they're not in it. They're missing, so it would be like bringing back Jamie Bell and Michael B. Jordan, but Kate Mara and Miles would be out. As far as I believe, yeah, yeah, weird. I I don't. I'm not familiar enough with the comics to know where a young Fantastic Four movie would go. If it would be about the Fantastic Four as we know it, their children, or about the Fantastic Four as little kids, like is this Diary of a the Wimpy Fantastic Kid with Four, capes? Well, I don't the care. Fantastic Four is Reed Richards, Susan Richards, Johnny Storm, and Ben right. uh, Ben Grimm, the Thing. Mm. Thank you. That's the Fantastic <laughs> Four. Anything else is not the Fantastic Four. It's that simple. Um, Ratan Muti in the chat says, "If you want to make another Fantastic Four movie, tease them in an X Men movie. I mean, that makes sense because then you, you, I would love to see those worlds collide. I mean, you have to do yeah. something drastic with Fantastic Four. You have well, to do something big. Uh, well, that's just it. Is that if uh, they've been talking for they were uh, they were talking for years about crossing over X Men and Fantastic Four because mm. Fox owns them both. Isn't there a ticking clock? That the, I don't know. I feel like there has to be a ticking clock where they have to show that development is moving forward. Otherwise, the, the rights revert. No? Like with Terminator. Something? Yeah. yeah. That would be normal, yeah. Um, uh, you, uh, let's, uh, while we're talking about sequels, um, Michael Bay, obviously Transformers 27 is out this week. Um, Did you see it? Nope. You saw it, though, right? I drew a line in the movie sand. I love the first Transformers movie. I really enjoyed that. The other ones, each time one has come out, I've been genuinely excited about it. I was excited about this. I just decided that no means no. So you were invited. You just made the choice. I I don't want to see the movie. Yeah, I was just... I have a busy week this week, and I was like, do I want to give two hours to a film that I'm probably going to come okay. out disappointed. Because I would have felt bad about that because I, I, I would have I would have taken you if you weren't invited because I did go alone. I couldn't find anybody who wanted to go to this it? movie with me. How is it? Uh, honestly, I did not hate the movie, but I don't know if that's because the Transformers sequels have beaten the, the, the bar down so low. Like, <laughs> I just have such low standards. I, it's Listen, this is a bad movie. Yeah, okay. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's a good movie by any stretch. It's still a Transformers movie. I'm just saying I liked it more than the last one. I was into it for like an hour and a half, and then the last hour, again, it's two and a half, and half hours, hours long. Oh, these movies are so fucking long. Uh, and God, there's so much money Wonder on the Woman screen. Was too long. Wonder Woman's good, but it's 20 minutes too long. Michael Bay is such a talented director, though, and, and it's hard not to watch Transformers 5 and at least appreciate some of what he does behind the camera. If you guys could hire Michael Bay to direct any sort of big-budget property, <sighs> what would it be? Han Solo? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> would you like to see a, a Michael Bay Star Wars movie? No. Like, would he have no. done better with Rogue One? No. no. I'd like to see Michael Bay just go back to doing proper action movies. 
Uh-huh. Like like a lethal weapon, like a lethal bad weapon. Boys, yeah. Just yeah, bad boys. Just... Bad boys is a solid movie. The Rock is a good movie. Yeah, we just talked about this Which, this morning. We, yeah, the Rock we'll, is we'll a good get movie. to that in a second. Yeah, let's get to it now. Shit. Um, well, he was doing press for for um, Transformers um, this week, and people were asked about you know it's the anniversary of of the Rock, and he had it, come up. Is it? Is it? It's like twenty. Maybe like it's twenty the, years. Twenty years. Yeah. It was ninety six. No, it was no. 96. Yeah, it's ninety six. It was ninety six. Twenty one. So like the twenty first anniversary, yeah, but not a major so, one. Yeah. The Rock is old enough to drink. Nice. So um, people asked him, I uh, can't remember exactly who he was, but they basically said, uh, you know, did you, have you ever thought about doing a sequel to The Rock? And he had an idea um, where it was uh, uh, Goodspeed and Mason basically being on the run with the Micro- government the secrets. The microfilm. The right? microfilm. Yeah. I would, I mean, Michael Bay, make that. Bring Sean Listen. Connery out of retirement. <laughs> Nicholas Cage needs something to do. Sean Connery put, coming put, out of retirement yeah, exactly. for The Rock, too. Put, put, put me... He's he's not coming out for anything. He so. could be in Sean, a hospice. Sean Con- yeah, Sean Connery is not Sean Connery as we know Sean Connery anymore, okay? He's not there. But do do something. Make that movie. Just maybe Sean Connery. I would love to get in a time machine and have him make that movie in 1997. Michael Bean's available. Unfortunately, that, that is just... Even if you got someone to replace Connery... Tony Todd's They're available. not making Nick Cage yeah. studio movies anymore. No, like, no. It's really both of them that are not studio options. Um, but that well, would have been awesome. Nick Cage's never, never character's son would be 20 now in the real world. So you could actually cast a young actor to pick up but a like, son left off. Because she's pregnant, remember, Think of movie. these movies in development. Like, cause I actually want a serious answer from you fucking guys. Okay. Uh, like, you know, Godzilla or Kong. Like, would you want to see a Michael Bay movie like that? Like, all these properties that are in development, is there one that you think that he'd be good for? I think I'm going to go back to let's see him shoot a standard kind of action movie in, the, like, in that. You know, not one of these big bombastic like $300 million the, films. the Rock got a female lead this week in Skyscraper, Nev Campbell. I would have mm. loved to have seen Michael Bay's Skyscraper as opposed to Ross and Marshall Thurber's Skyscraper. You know what I mean? Thirteen hour, the the thirteen hours the Secret Soldiers of Benghazi is not a bad movie. No, it was really good. I it's really actually, liked it. It's actually is the, the best thing he's done in a very long time. Yeah, I think that if he goes back to making those because Pain and Gain is not. Yeah, I didn't like Pain. But and Gain. thirteen hours is a if you, I think that you make if he goes back to making those solid action films, those mid range solid action films, those are movies I wouldn't mind seeing. Here's, I've I've got a couple of ideas, but here's one that I actually had exactly the same thought as as Jake Silver in the chat, RoboCop. If they didn't just, they just do did it, it, yeah, they, like, but badly. Like if we pretended that movie never yeah. happened, yeah. Michael Bay's RoboCop would be really fucking cool. Okay, yeah. I would also say Terminator or Alien. Give Michael Bay a shot at the Terminator movies. That would be interesting. An Alien, I think. I'd take Ridley Scott off it. You never know give, what could happen with him an Alien movie. We'll just stop making Alien movies. Does that? Let's um, just stop making but him, uh, Michael Bay, he does Platinum Dunes. He does horror movies. He must have a, he has a feel for it, sort of. Uh, Simon, why don't you give us the box office report since we've got about 12 yeah, minutes Yeah, so Transformers is the, only, um, is the only big film really coming out this weekend. Um, we'll talk about another movie that's on limited release in a second. But um, Transformers obviously opened in, in theatres on Wednesday. It didn't start off particularly strong. It was 6-point-something million. Thursday, it took 8.1 million. We're looking at a weekend. It was originally sort of looking at being 70 to 75 million, which was still disappointing. Um, for the franchise and well below previous entries. It's now looking at 60 to 65 million um, for the weekend. Which would be the lowest, right? Which would be the lowest of the franchise. And it's last the last one, Age of Extinction, was 100 million opening weekend. So this is really, it's 
kind of two thirds of that box office. And it just, I mean, obviously, you know, we've seen this before with the franchise. The majority of the money is made overseas, but there just doesn't seem to be the hunger. Yeah, for for the Transformers, which movies gives me hope for this now. country. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> like, but still, I mean, Paramount's still pushing. I mean, we talked, you know, the other week about, um, you know, the Bumblebee spinoff, and you know, I mean, I don't, I if I was Paramount, I I'd step away from this now. I would shelve. There was but supposed to be another two so or three. Money, they spent so much money on the Raiders room. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that is true. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll have, they have to take those chimps back to the zoo. Simon, I, I, think, I think else. the beauty of a, of a Bumblebee movie is you could do it for a lot cheaper. Like yeah. if you did that movie for 125 million rather than 250 million, like these movies cost, mm. uh, and just scale it down. You don't need half as many Transformers in them. You know, less VFX, make it a more personal, intimate story Couldn't about Haley Steinfeld 80? and yeah. Bumblebee. A Transformers movie at 80 would be a little, a little, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't. I'm even one ten. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I just don't think that people are that interested in Transformers. I think a lot of the core young audience who started off and really bolstered the box office and stayed with it through kind of their teenage years have now grown up and moved on. I think the parents of those people who would have gone with them to the theatre to see it. I have also moved on. They haven't gone, I actually now like those movies. I'm going to go and pay. Now I'm a, yeah. a, an adult on my own. And I just think it's it's in a... It's not... They're coming out so frequently and it's such a regular pattern that there's not even the the retro love for it. And there's it's kind of just hanging in limbo there. And I just... At the end of the day, if you don't have a good movie, you don't have a good script, and, I mean, I, it pains me to see <laughs> Anthony Hopkins in the trailer trying to be as earnest <laughs> as fuck while talking about the Transformers the and this and that. Movie, actually. And I'm just like, this is... Oh, my God, you are Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> yeah, what no. the fuck? How did you read this? And I've seen him in interviews going like, oh, yes, well, I've always wanted to join the franchise. I thought it was very, very good. I was like, no, no. And no one's, no one's believing Anthony Hopkins sat at home in his pants watching television going oh I want to be part of the robot world oh yes definitely <laughs> no sorry that's bollocks Anthony Hopkins money talks gonna... baby yeah money talks you wanted a big franchise because you've had a couple of boobies that haven't really done very well he's got well. some more grandkids these days yeah it's like no I don't believe you I, Zeno I was saying Michael Bay we were talking about Michael Bay franchises um, Fast and Furious 9 makes sense yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Was, yeah again, that, that is a great sense. call, Simon. Thank you. So uh, I think that's that's from Zeno to, to give credit there. But um, yeah, but, I like Simon's doing Simon's Welsh accent. Well, <laughs> I, I spent most of my life in in Wales. I grew up there. Does I can tell you a few stories about uh, Captain Zeta Jones. Um, <laughs> well, let's move on. Uh, Paul Feig doing a thriller, yep. getting out of the comedy ranks. Uh, Going to try his hand at th- a thriller called this "A Simple Favor" mm. uh, with Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. Mm-hmm. That's interesting uh, duo. What, uh, yeah, I could I could see that working. Very much a mutton Jeff situation. I'd rather see, listen. I'm I'm as excited about that pairing than like the people with uh, in the girl on the train. Mutt and Jeff is that like a canine Turner and Hooch spinoff for Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> I, except I'd be like Mutt, and the dog's name would be Jeff or something. Right, yeah, that, that's yeah. The, the, the irony of the title. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about Paul Feig doing a thriller? Great. Yeah, I, I think he's a talented guy. You know, he misfired on Ghostbusters, but the heat is great. Yeah, and Braids, Bridesmaids good. Bridesmaids yeah. I love Spy as well. Yeah, me I too. Think if you I really do, like Spy. Oh, I like Spy. I think that if you can do comedy, you can do pretty much anything. 
you're right. I think comedy is the hardest. the hardest. I, thing just, to do. I, I like a change for pace uh, of pace for Paul Feig. He's no longer going to do that late night movie that Mindy Kaling was going to yeah. do with Emma Thompson. Yeah. Uh, other bits and bulbs here. Uh, dude, I did a story yesterday about Gemma Arterton being in talks to join Christopher Robin at Disney. Okay. And two hours later, the talks fell apart. So I uh, had to call that one back. That sucked. Jack Black and Eli Roth teaming up with a house, yep. uh, the house with a clock in its walls. True. I believe that's at Netflix. Um, oh, by uh, the way, the um, Eli Roth has finished editing Death Wish. Yeah, that's going to come out in November. I know a right? few people who've seen it. Ooh. And apparently it's very, very good. I know somebody I'm who worked excited. on it who said so, that it's very, very good. I'm yeah. fucking pumped. He's actually pleased about it. It's the He's best thing Bruce, Bruce Willis has done yeah. in a I've long always liked time. Eli, Eli Roth even when I haven't. Uh, did you guys read The House with a Clock in Its Walls? No. Either, I never did. I don't remember it either. I think maybe one Phantom of my brothers Tolbooth, did. Phantom yes. But... Could be a potential franchise uh, for Amblin, and it sounds like Jack Black is also, by the way, coming back for a Goosebumps he sequel. Is. He is. Going, yeah. He is. Yeah. Everybody's coming back. Same whole the same team. Damien Chazelle added a whole bunch of people to his Neil Armstrong movie, mm-hmm. First Man. Uh, we broke the news that Corey Stoll is going to play Buzz Aldrin. Love yep. Corey the movie's Stoll. also uh, added Kyle Chandler and Jason Clark. That's a pretty damn good That's cast. That's a great cast. Right? Who's yeah. playing Michael Collins? Did this, does it say which of those guys playing Michael Collins? Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now. I don't know. Liam Neeson? Um. <laughs> Zing. Uh, Una Chaplin joined the Avatar sequels. Mm. Are you familiar with her work on Game of Thrones? I'm aware that she's in Game of Thrones. Okay. And any other time I've been offered the chance to interview her, it's been like, blah, blah, blah. Charlie Chaplin's blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I get it. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't really resonate with today's no. readers. But I think she's a very pretty girl. She's uh, a pretty girl. Um, as we said, Nev Campbell joined Skyscraper. Carrie Coon joined Love uh, something Carrie cool Coon. yesterday. Right? Carrie Coon should be a bigger star than she is. Justin Theroux and Gillian Anderson joined the spy who dumped me. The Godzilla sequel started production. Clint Eastwood's eyeing Kyle Gallner, Alexander Ludwig, and Jeremy Harris for his next movie, the 1517 to Paris or whatever. Uh, my, thank you for your service. Got a trailer? Did you guys watch that this I weekend? Didn't, this no. week? I did not get a chance to see it. No. Every actor has to have you know their, uh, war, their movie. war movie, and this is Miles Teller's. Did you guys at least see the trailer for Stronger? Yeah. What'd you think? I really liked it. It looks so good, yeah, didn't it? I really it? liked it. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal in the Boston Marathon bombing movie. Mm. I know uh, we had Patriots Day earlier this year. I loved the movie. It didn't do that well. This yeah. is a very different take. This is not like the Peter Berg, like, you know, cops kicking indoors kind of movie. Mm. This is... Uh, it's the aftermath, right? Right. This yeah. is, you know, him dealing with uh, his injuries. Um, John Appleton died this week. Rocky. Director of Rocky and Karate Kid. Simon, which do you prefer out of those two movies? Karate Kid. Me too. I fucking love the Karate Kid. Yeah, the Karate Kid is great, but Karate Kid doesn't exist without Rocky. Yeah, no, I get it. I the answer to the question is Rocky. Uh, which one? Rocky be- is the greatest. Picture, is, but... is one of the three or four greatest sports movies ever made. Sure. And also best picture. Hey, Karate Kid, mm-hmm. sweep the leg, baby. Uh, you guys wanted to mention the top one hundred in Put THR. In was bag. there anything? Was there any like one sort of thing that stood out? to you from that list? There are a few things. I was surprised that the highest ranked actor is Dwayne Johnson was only number 34. Yeah. Yeah, actors. Where, I really expected to be the power? top 10. But also, Vin Diesel was, was way down. Way down. Way down. And John uh, Landgraf from FX uh, is what was, what did he say? He's 23? Yeah. I would have like expected him to be higher. He's the best TV executive there is. Yeah, I mean, the, the film, the, the, it seemed definitely, it's always film slanted, film heavy. There are a lot like. of TV people in there, though. Of course. You know. Uh, but one was, was Bob Iger, pays to be at the top of Disney. Simon, was there anything else on your list you wanted to uh, say before we wrap up the only show? Only one other thing. Um, uh, Saw 8, uh, Saw Ooh, Legacy. Jason. 
as it was, yeah, yeah. it's now called Jigsaw, official title, out in Halloween, so that's like four months. Um, yeah. Um, so, can this work? Do you know what? I, I actually, I, I've said this before, I like the Saw movies, even the, the ones sort of, you know, late in the series, so I'm actually, I'm actually looking forward to this. Um, for the last couple of years, we haven't had a good horror movie out at Halloween in movie theatres, and I think you should do. I think that should be a law. I think that should be written into the, yeah, into the law of movies. You should. It should be in the Constitution. You have to have a good horror movie to go and see I just on Halloween weekend. I just want to see some bodies ripped apart in creative ways. And Sometimes I, and that's all you need. They should really use my tagline, let the games begin again. That's right. Cool. Uh, one, one other <laughs> you, thing. You clearly missed your calling. One other thing. Um, talking again, Michael Bay um, going to do to do a uh, different franchise, an action franchise, Die Hard. No. Dude. Let Die Hard rest. Yes. No. Let Die Hard rest. Well, no. Die, Die Hard are... is not resting until it is officially... Get it, get it back on until track. Until Bruce is gone. Until Bruce get is dead. it back on track. Interestingly, um, I had an idea. Of, I, I pitched an idea for a two-part Die Hard movie that would bring it, the whole story to a close. And it was considered... They're, they have a Die Hard 6 in development. It's Len Wiseman. I would much rather see Michael Bay's uh, Die Hard. I, uh, listen, is, is there anything else on your list, Simon? Do we cover everything? Uh, I want to no, make sure I'm, I'm, you're satisfied. I'm pretty done. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm going to drop a little rumor. Okay. A little rumor time. Uh, Drew Goddard's movie. Mm-hmm. Bad times at the El Royale. I know I'm not going to really get a chance to break this. Uh, her representatives did not call me back. Have not heard back from the studio. I think this is all still very, very, very early. But on the edge of my seat, Drew Goddard, I'm told by multiple sources, has pushed his movie Bad Times at the El Royale to accommodate a certain actress. The actress that he needs must be able to sing live. Uh, the actress just had children. Interesting. Twins, Twins? in fact. And I hear and that does Drew she have Goddard, a blue older child. I hear that Drew Goddard is courting Beyonce Knowles to star in Bad Times at the El Royale. She has not acted since when? Gold member? Y- uh, was that? I was she no in a dream, maybe Dream Girls? Dream, dream Girls or the after, Austin Powers movie? Yeah, that was. It's been a long member. fucking time since we've seen Beyonce Knowles. She flirted yeah. with the stars born. Uh, we, it's been a long time since we saw her do a movie, uh, unless you're counting Lemonade. Anyways, Hollywood, desperate to have Beyonce back, so we'll see if that happens. Talking of A Star Is Born, um, uh, they are filming some scenes for that at Glastonbury Festival this weekend. Oh, if so you're in Glastonbury, make sure to smile for the Look out for Bradley Cooper re- and Lady Gaga. We, does that movie have a release date? Next year? I don't know. I don't don't think so. We have to wrap up the show. Uh, It was a big one. So thank you, Neil, for joining us. Always great to be here. Thanks for having me. Even if I completely forgot that you were coming today. Uh, (laughs) I have that. Where where can the good folks find you? Uh, Tracking board? Tracking board.com, the site where we work together. And at uh, Neil Turrets. And my uh, Twitter is at Neil Turrets, N E I L T U R I T Z. And my column posts today. All right. Look forward to it. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Simon. Star Wars. It is about Lucasfilm, yes. That's cool. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Showbiz Simon, uh, and there's a Facebook page as well. This is Simon Thompson. Any pieces to plug? Anything coming up? I don't think so, actually. Okay. I'm seeing Spider-Man next week. So am I. Maybe I will run into you there and we'll sit in a little web together. Mm. Uh, and I am Jeff Snyder, editor-in-chief of the tracking board, tracking-board.com. At the Insnider on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, thank you to the Popcorn Talk Network. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And go and see the Big Sick if you're in New yes. York or yes. LA. Look for my interview with Michael Showalter. I'm going to try to get that up today. Have a good weekend, folks. Stay cool out there.
producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.